Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. And this week, we are going to be talking about tips for bandmates. What inspired me to do this is um, I got a bunch of emails this past week, which was awesome. Um, Really enjoy getting emails, really enjoy taking the time to respond to those emails and answer any questions you have. Uh, And one of the people that emailed me is Robbie, who had mentioned, he just mentioned that he and his bandmates um, listen to this podcast, which then made me think, huh, interesting, because very much what I visualize is like a bunch of people like myself that are, you know, songwriters, songwriting alone in their basement kind of thing, which is a lot of songwriters, right? But then some people, I don't know if they write songs as bands or what, but I thought about, um, you know, different band experiences I've had, and I thought, okay, you know, it might be a cool different thing to do is to explore how to be a bandmate. Because all of us, whether singer-songwriter or somebody that comes from a background of bands, are probably going to be in a, in a band at some point. Um, and it's good to talk about how to be in a band, how to be somebody that other people want to be in a band with. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Thanks to all of you who did send out emails and thank you also to those of you who did fill out the survey on what you wanted me to talk about in the future um and specifically i'm already preparing what was selected by you the voters um for a youtube live stream don't know when i'm gonna do it yet i'm thinking possibly next thursday or friday maybe because i go on vacation shortly after that and i would still do like a Saturday morning live stream if it wasn't for the fact that where I'm going, the internet is truly horrific. And I want to make sure that we have a good live stream experience. Um, So I'm going to do it from home. So I've got to figure out when that's going to be. That is coming. We're going to be talking about the... um, I'm going to dive into some of the different uh, parts of my six-step lyric writing process. So if you do plan to attend, be sure to grab that free guide. Link will be in the description before you do so if you haven't gotten it already because it's sort of meant to accompany that. Uh, It doesn't replace that guide, certainly, but it certainly enhances it. And the best that you possibly could get of of all worlds would be get the free guide, preferably even read it first, and then uh, be sure to show up for that live stream and it'll be awesome. I look forward to it. So today, talking about tips for bandmates. I basically have three that we're gonna run through and I hope they're helpful to you. First one is to know your role. So for everything, right? Whether it's a job that you had as a teenager or a job you have at 50 years old or a company that you started something you're entre- you're being an entrepreneur, you, you're maybe a solopreneur, right? Somebody who's doing a business all by yourself, whether you're in a band, does not matter. Whatever the thing is, you have a role. And that's not to say that the role can't expand. And that's not to say that you shouldn't push in different directions to change that role in some ways, but you do need to embrace what your role is. For example, if you are just joining a band, that has had the same lead singer and guitarist 
for 10 years. They started as a duo. For like five years, they were a duo. They've written songs together for years. They have their process, and now they're expanding their band to add another guitarist or a drummer or a bass guitarist, whatever you are. You have to understand that fundamentally, your role is a little different than what that other guitarist, say you're a guitarist, you're the next guitarist that they're adding. Your role is very different than that original guitarist that has been co-writing songs with the lead singer since day one, right? They started the band. They are the heart of the band so far. That doesn't mean that 10 years from now, or even two years from now, you can't be a core member of the band that's irreplaceable, but you need to understand that you can't come marching in the door, say, I know you guys have been doing rock music for 10 years, but guess what we're doing now? Country. You can't do that. That's not how this works. You were brought into this band for a specific role. Know that role, right? And it doesn't mean anything about your talent, right? You might come into a band where you are the best singer of the band and you're the best songwriter of the band. But the reality is that if they brought you in to play bass because they needed a bass guitarist, that's what they needed. That's not to say that you can't bring up your songs. That's not to say that you can't uh, certainly add your flavor, right? Like if you slowly sort of push the band to have a little more influence of, you know, some other genre that they haven't had before, that's fine, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't have a say in things, but you do need to understand that depending on your role, you probably aren't coming in to change the band overnight. But it might be a different scenario, right? If there's been a band and they had sort of that lead singer songwriter who's written all their songs, and is sort of the heart and soul of the band, but he is a total diva and they don't want to be work with him anymore. And they think he's a decent songwriter and he's an okay singer, but I don't want to put up with it. And then you are another singer songwriter that they've, you know, mingled with before after, after a show, right? Maybe you did open mic together and you talk to him and the whole band is like, wow, this, this person's actually really cool. This person's an enjoyable person to be around they're already a songwriter we don't really songwrite we don't want to songwrite or we don't think we're good at songwriting or or we just don't want to take the time to songwrite whatever the reason is so we're recruiting this person because we already know they're a good songwriter and singer and we think we like them so we're bringing them on to be the new person right then the new lead that is a very different thing than a lead singer and a guitarist or a lead singer and a pianist or, you know, whatever the core of a band is trying to recruit more people, right? Fundamentally different things. So you need to understand what your role is and not overstep your bounds, right? And again, it doesn't reflect on your talent. You could be the best everything in the band, but if that's not the role you're brought on for, it's not the role you're brought on for, right? Understand that. If anything, Maybe even enjoy that, right? There's nothing that's stopping you from being a part of many different acts, right? In my in my ideal life, I have my solo stuff, I have my band, and by my band, I mean like I basically write the songs, and I'm in the lead singer, and then the band, uh, most of their influence would be in the arranging side of things, but even that, I like to do a lot of that. And then I'd also have bands that I get to just sort of not be, have all that pressure, right? be in a band where I can just play guitar or just play piano or just sing that, that could be fun. Right? Like, so, so even if you are a person that, you know, you aspire to be the, the heart and soul of the band, that's the songwriter, the whatever you can create that band someday, but that, that doesn't mean that that's the role you currently are in, in your band. For example, not exactly 
the same thing because I would argue that a church band is, is fundamentally different than a regular band, but similar concept. When I was recruited to join my church worship band, like I was recruited to do acoustic guitar. Right? They already have singers. They already have another acoustic guitarist, even who's who's the leader of the whole thing. Right? Like, I was brought on for that role. And whenever the pianist is out, I usually do the backup. Like I do the piano in that case. But they already had a pianist. Right? Like that, that's not what I was brought on for. I wasn't brought on for vocals. Doesn't mean I can't fill in. Right? But that's not what my job is. My job is to do acoustic guitar. And you know what? I love it. Right? It 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 takes away pressure. It's a way to just sort of work a little more on acoustic guitar and I like being that second guitarist even where I have like sort of freedom right if he's holding down the rhythm I get to try some different stuff back there I like that right because usually what I'm used to with my music right is is the polar opposite of that right the EP I'm currently working on is me everything literally everything you'll hear will be me from the singing to the to every single instrument except drums drums will be the one thing that I did not do in a full, fully arranged EP. It'll be the one thing I didn't do, right? So that's a ton of pressure, which I'm fine with, I love that. But even if you are somebody like me, and maybe somebody like me too, who leans towards Control Freak of like, I know how to write songs well, and you know, you're very possessive about it, even somebody like us, right? If you're like me, you can embrace having another role and enjoy it for what it is, right? As a way to get better at an instrument or as a way to not have pressure. So know your role. Tip number one. Probably the most obvious of the three. Second one. Listen to this carefully. Your obligation is not to play the songs. It is to know the songs. And you might be thinking, okay, so does that mean you're saying that it shouldn't, I shouldn't just know it well enough to play it while looking at music. I should know it well enough that I don't have to look at cheap music. Uh, that is true, for sure, but that is not what I'm saying. Especially if you guys are recording together or, you know, e even performing together, right? There's some aspect of probably if you are, say, a lead guitarist, you probably weren't handed something that said, this is exactly the guitar solo you play, right? Like you are adding your influence to every song you play. Even if you're covering somebody else's songs, right? You could be covering Journey songs, but you're probably adding your flavor to it rather than just copying what was there before. Or if there's a songwriter in your band, they probably didn't arrange the whole thing for every instrumentalist. They might have, they might have influenced it, but they probably didn't write it down for you. The key here, the main thing we're, we're looking for is where your focus is. And sometimes I notice it can be a habit, especially for non-songwriters, to sort of just take for granted the songwriting part of things and just like listen to a song, be like, oh, musically, I think it would be cool if it went this way, right? Musically, I would like to do this. Musically, this could sound cool without ever asking like what the song is about, right? Like it, it shocks me how people will be so willing and eager to like play a song like, oh, I'll do the drums for it. And they're excited about it and they're laying down this rhythm or they're playing a bass part, but they don't even know the lyrics, right? They don't even know what the song is about. They, they couldn't tell you if it's a love song or a song about somebody dying or if it's a song about how much you love work or how much you hate work, right? Like they don't even know that. But so why are they, you shouldn't, you shouldn't as a bandmate, 
be influencing the direction of a song if you don't even know what the song is about, right? You don't even understand the heart of the song. How can you come up with the right bass part or the right the right electric guitar part that fits with the song perfectly if you don't even know what the song is about? And don't give me this like, oh, well, I, I can hear the music. Like, yeah, okay, but there's more to a song than music, right? It's, it's, we've talked about this a lot the past couple weeks of going deeper, right? Not just like happy, sad, right? We're diving deeper than that. We're, we're songwriters, or in this case, we're bandmates with a songwriter probably, or maybe we are a songwriter in a band. Next week, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about songwriting as a band specifically, or, you know, co-writing, um, because it might not be a band scenario, but there's a lot of scenarios where you would write a song not by yourself, right? Um, so I think we're going to talk about that next week. Not fully sure. If you want me to, send me an email so that I know, yes, you do want this. But, um, you know, you have no business writing a guitar solo for a song whose backstory and, 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 and lyrics you don't know, right? Like, if you don't even know where the song comes from, you have no business writing the guitar solo for it. Which is not to say, don't write the guitar solo, it's to say, take the time to get to know the song, right? Especially if you're in the band with the songwriter, sit down, have a talk, have a non-technical talk. I think I think bands tend to, like, number one is the, like, figure out the song from a technical standpoint, right? Like, oh, you slightly got off rhythm or whatever, or why don't you try this fill instead of that fill, or, you know, that, that guitar lick, I don't know if it fits that well, right? It, it, very technical, like, music stuff is number one talk, right? And then also, ideally, for most bands, you also like each other and you like hanging out, right? But you might your, your version of hanging out might be like, oh, let's go do this fun thing, right? Let's, let's go hang out at a coffee shop and, and, and talk about football or something, right? Which there's nothing wrong with, but... It's easy to skip what I think is really important, which is to have deeper talks about, like, this is the song, right? Like, this is the background of the song. Like, when I wrote this song, you know, this is what I was feeling. This is what it's about, right? It's about it's about this, this person who did this thing to me, and I felt this way because, you know, before she said, you know, that it would be forever... And, and so my response is, when did forever end? You know, like, getting deep into, like what is the story of this song where does it come from right so they can relate to it on on a on a you should want to to some extent make the song your own which is not to say that you should take somebody else's song and make it your own like you're pulling it away from what their original vision is that's not what i'm saying that's a bad thing to do right like you shouldn't be because that's basically stealing somebody's song to make it your own don't do that but you're going to be performing this song, right? Or you're going to be recording this song, whatever whatever different things you're going to be doing. You should want to understand the song, right? You should want to understand the emotions, to hear the story behind the song so you can connect more deeply with it. And yes, just by taking the time to look at the lyrics yourself, you should be able to figure out enough of it to connect with the song, right? A song should be able to connect with somebody without the background story, but the background story should really add layers to that, really, really humanize it, right? Like you might think, oh, this lead singer's a uh, cool person. I like hanging out with them, right? But it, that's cool, but like it will help you connect more deeply with the song when you see that other side of them, where they're revealing like the, the thoughts and other emotions that go into 
these songs that are them pouring their hearts out, right? Because as far as you're concerned, the lead singer always seems happy and is always, you know, maybe a show off or whatever, right? Like, oh, the lead singer's at it again, doing his or her thing, right? But you never get to see the side of them that was alone in the basement writing a song, right? Just just, just like with this podcast, right? Like, I try to keep it real, but but if, if ever I'm like in a really down mood, that's probably when I'm songwriting, not when I'm talking to you. Right. Because it's it's just the, that down mood is very conducive to the type of songs that I resonate with and that I like. And it's it's sort of therapeutic for me, whereas teaching is sort of the other side. It's it's like the like I'm happy to share things that I've learned over the past, you know, 15 years or whatever, because a, I'm passionate about it. Right. Like I'm passionate about songwriting, but but also like it's it's a way to sp- spread the wealth in a way. Right. Like. Like, if, if I know something that other people don't know, why not share it? And then hopefully you guys will share with people that you know who are behind you, right? Like, after three years, you might be now three years' experience as a songwriter. So share your experience with somebody who's who's just starting, right? Um, anyway, all to say, the mood that I'm in when I, you know, am songwriting is very, very different than the mood that I would generally be in when I was meeting with bandmates or even practicing with bandmates, right? Because often like making music, especially a song that you wrote and hearing it live and you performing it live is like one of the greatest, happiest, awesome emotions you can feel. So they're probably not going to see that side of you. That's that's the, you know, again, maybe you're not the songwriter who's writing alone in the basement or whatever, but, you know, they just aren't going to naturally see that side of you. And it can be really helpful if you all make the effort to get to see that side of each other, to understand the songs on a deeper level. Because again, if you don't understand the song on a deeper level, you have really no business influencing the song in any way. So just take the time to do that, right? At most, you're probably pumping out 10 new songs every two years. You can't learn the background of 10 songs every two years. Come on, that's like, I don't know, take three hours once a year. That should cover it. Not asking that much. Tip number three. Everyone's job is the same for every song. And that is to serve the song the best way you can, right? There's no room for divas here. And yes, I understand that depending on your role, some can be, it's a little more forgivable to be a diva than others, right? Like if you're the lead singer, songwriter, pianist, guitarist, whatever, and you have a little flair of diva, that might be forgivable, right? Because the entire sound of the band is almost created by you, which is very different then there's been a core four people in a band for 10 years and you're the new bass guitarist they got, right? Like there's a difference there in authority and and whether that person can be a diva, right? It's, it's kind of like, you know, a star quarterback or a star of anything, right? Like a star can get away with being a little bit of a diva, right? Tom Cruise can get away with being a little crazy sometimes because He's Tom Cruise. And the reality is you put his name on a movie and that movie makes twice as much money or whatever, right? Like his name on a movie is worth so much that people will put up with more from him than they will from some ragtag actor that nobody knows, right? Like that's just the reality of life. Just like the starting quarterback, right? If Aaron Rodgers decides to get a little diva, that will be forgiven. Because at the end of the day, he's going to throw some crazy Hail Mary pass and he's going to do ridiculous things with 30 seconds left in the game. And the man is just, a, he's just ridiculous, right? So that's forgivable. He shouldn't do that. Again, I'm not excusing it. 
But you also have to understand that that you really can't do that if you're the backup quarterback, right? If you're not even good enough to be the starter, you can't afford to be a diva, right? If you're the fifth wide receiver, you can't afford to be a diva. That's not how this works. All to say, nobody should be a diva, right? Because hopefully you all are united in one thing. You shouldn't be thinking, ooh, how can I get my sweet, sweet, sweet guitar solo? Or you drummers shouldn't be thinking, well, this is all great and all, but I want to do some fancy 9-8 time signature or whatever, because that's more fun for me, right? Like, that's not, no. Like, the song is the song. You all should be, whatever state the song is in, at this point, all the decisions that all of you should be making should be looking in the same direction, and that is what is best for the song. You might not all agree on what's best for the song, but that should be your mindset, is what does this song need? Not what do I need, right? The question shouldn't be, what can this song do? What can we change about the song to make me look good? That should not be the question, ever. Even as a solo singer-songwriter, you shouldn't be asking that question. The question should be the opposite of that. It should be, what can I do to make this song better? How can I serve this song, right? Because if you're all united in this cause to make the song as good as it can be, sure, you can have disagreements, maybe even some bitter disagreements. I'm not saying that it's all going to be kumbaya from there, right? Like, but at least you're united in, in wanting the same non-selfish thing, right? You want what is best for the song. You're all shooting for the same goal, which really should be the goal because, um, in a sense, the best thing a band can do is get out of the way of if there's if it's a great song, right? The band really needs to get out of the way of the song to connect to the audience, right? Because it's the song that connects to the audience, not necessarily the band. Which is not to say performing's not important. Of course it is. Not to say showmanship can't be important, right? Like all those things are important. But at some point, right, it's the song that connected to the person. They don't know you from Adam, right? They don't They don't know anything about you most of the time, right? I, I mean, even famous fans, right? Like, you know, for example, I, 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 Vertical Horizon is my favorite band ever. I've said that multiple times. I just, I love Vertical Horizon. I've met Matt Scandal at Vertical Horizon several times, including points of like waiting outside the bus and stuff, right? Like, I, I love Vertical Horizon. I've seen them in like six states now. It's not six, but like four or five. I don't know. A bunch. Love. I watch every live stream he does. I probably like any post I've ever seen him post ever on any sort of social media. Love Vertical Horizon. But you know what? I really don't know him. I feel like I know him in a sense through his music and through the couple times I met him where he he's just a genuinely nice, awesome, down-to-earth person that is a person that I just would... He's very much the, like, man, I, I would hope that any of us, when we reach success, would still be like him, super down-to-earth. Um, but still, I don't really know him, right? Most of what I know is these limited little exposures and then, you know, how he comes across when he's being interviewed on, on in a YouTube video that I watch, right? And then the songs, right? The songs is what created that connection. The other reality is, even if he was a cool, awesome, nice guy that he seems to be, if I didn't like his music, I wouldn't care, right? Like, there's a bunch of super nice people out there, I'm sure, that write music that I don't like. So I don't care about the rest, right? So the reality is the main thing that is uniting you and your audience is the music. 
So really, it's the job of the band to get out of the way of the music to let the music really continue or create that connection with the audience, with the listeners, right? Which again, is not to say you can't do cool things, right? I'm not saying you can't do an eight minute guitar solo if you want, that's not what I'm saying. But the question always needs to be, what is best for the song, right? Like, dearest drummer, if, if the song is a slow love ballad where you need to not really come in with the drums until the final chorus, so be it, right? I know it's not that exciting for you back there. Well, you watch the lead singer do almost a solo song for the first half, where it's just them with their acoustic guitar, right? That might not be invigorating for you, but you should be okay with that because you want what is best for the song. And that might be what's best for the song, right? Some songs will fit well to like transition into like an outro thing that is like allows the guitarist an eight minute solo. Love ballad, probably not the time, right? Love ballad might be the time that the guy who is the, you know, let's say lead guitarist, right? And they love electric. They don't really care for acoustic. They love their distortion and their electric. Guess what? You might be getting out the acoustic for a couple songs, right? Because that might, might be what is necessary. You might even have an instrumental song Right, where you just lyrics couldn't be figured out or whoever started writing the song thought, you know what, this one shouldn't have lyrics. And then people could sort of agreed on it. Lead singer, maybe sitting that one out, right? Like no matter what your role is, your role for every song is the same. You should be trying to serve the song the best that you can. Again, even as a, even if you right now are thinking, I don't know if I ever want to be in a band. I just started this singer-songwriter stuff. I don't even know if I'd call myself a singer-songwriter or more of a songwriter, right? Like maybe I'm not even, I wouldn't call myself a singer. You might be thinking that right now, right? But even you, who is just writing songs, at some point, a song sort of becomes not yours anymore and it's, it's time for you to start serving the song, right? Like, because you can mess up your own song, right? If you're not doing what is right for the song. So whether you're in a band or not, this really applies. Serve the song. Do what the song needs. If the song needs to be a huge, epic rock song, so be it. If it needs to be a song that even the recording is, like, not very edited and it's just you sitting with your acoustic guitar singing a song, so be it. So the three tips, number one, know your role within the band, very important. And again, don't take it to heart. Just cause you're the best singer in the band doesn't mean you should become the lead singer the second you're in the band. It's not how this works. They already have a lead singer, know your role. That's not your role. It doesn't mean you're not good. It doesn't mean you're not great. You could be the greatest singer on the planet earth, but that wasn't the role that you were brought into that band for. Embrace that, be okay with that. Don't be a diva, right? Number two, your obligation is not to play the songs. That is a obligation, but that is not the main obligation. The main obligation is not to play the songs. It's to know the songs on a deeper level, especially beyond just the music. I don't care if you're a person who doesn't care about lyrics. Now is the time to start caring about lyrics because A, not caring about lyrics is delusion. That's like saying, 
oh, I love movies, but I don't care about the like the the story and I don't care about any of like the words, right? Like I, I don't care about the script. So you're just watching the movie for explosions, like really? I mean, that's why Michael Bay exists, I guess, is you. So like that's basically the equivalent, right? Like that's not that's not how this works. Songs are very much about the lyrics. I'm not saying that's the whole thing, but it's there is this extremely important part. So even if you are one of those people, get to know the song. Start to embrace the lyric thing. You don't have to ever write lyrics, but you have to at least understand the lyrics, understand where the writer is coming from, understand the story. Tip number three, everyone's job is the same for every song. Serve the song in the best way you can. Hope this was helpful to you. And again, probably in a week, week and a half, I will definitely let you know via podcast. And I will also shoot an email out about when the YouTube live stream is coming. It's going to be on that six steps to lyric writing that I talk about that will take you all the way from lyric idea all the way to a finished lyric that you can be really, really proud of. Um, I think it's a really helpful guide. Link will be in the description below. Be sure to pick it up, uh, preferably before the live stream again, so that you have time to go through it before the live stream. Um, because I think the best, best, best way to get a lot out of this will be download the guide, read the guide. Again, it's free. So download the guide, read the guide, dwell on it a little bit, but then come to the live stream. So now you already have some of the things in your mind. Let the live stream be sort of what solidifies it for you. And then maybe you can come with questions too, right? Because I'll answer questions at the end. So if you come with, with questions, it's easier to have questions if you already read it and you've now listened and watched the live stream, which again, I've already started preparing the slides for. So it is coming. Um, and then it'll be that much easier to have like really good questions that, that will be at the ready, right? So you'll be able to ask questions and I will be super stoked to answer those questions. So be sure to pick that up. I will definitely let you know when that live stream is happening. I'm super excited to do one because I've done one live stream before and it was awesome for another, the Mount Rushmore of everything that I do on YouTube. That was a blast. We ended up going for way too long. It was like three and a half hours. I will try not to do that with this. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it contained. Um, but it is a blast. I look forward to doing it. Thank you as always for joining me for this podcast or video. If you are watching on YouTube, if you haven't already, be sure to like if you're on video and by on video, I mean on YouTube, <laughs> on video, if you are on video right now, um, be sure to subscribe if you are on YouTube or podcast. And if you do listen via podcast, I've seen that, that five of you have left reviews on iTunes. Thank you to all five of you, but we could use some more, right? So if you don't mind, the best thing you can do to help me out is to go to iTunes and leave a helpful review there. It is much appreciated. Thank you as always for spending some of your time this week to learn about songwriting spending time with me. It's always a pleasure. And I will talk to you next week.